0: Hi, y'all. Nicole here. This podcast is intended to inspire you on your personal spiritual journey to inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. This applies to the podcast guests and or co-hosts. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. You are listening to A Psychic Story, Hi, psychic listeners. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. For this episode, I have Anne Marie McKenzie, soulful business strategist. Anne Marie weaves the intelligence of the heart with the magic of numerology to empower entrepreneurs to build a business and life they love. She's a recovering A type. I welcome that, because I am too, who believes in heart over hustle and is on a mission to support conscious leaders to align with their purpose, amplify their clarity, and activate prosperity. Anne-Marie is the creatrix of conscious business immersion, conscious business collective ascension, master heart, Mastermind, the soulful planner, and emotional rescue practical tools for resiliency. She also brings magic to life by activating your energetic code in her personalized numerology readings and forecasts. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Thanks, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation today. We're really going to be focusing after we hear about her background, the overarching themes for the year, and then also this spring that are coming up through numerology. That was something that I really am excited to learn more about and hear more about. But before we get into all that, Anne-Marie, share a little bit about yourself and how you got into all of this.
1: Well, I'm somebody who's always been psychic sensitive, I guess you could say, and somebody who's always been very connected to the
0: outer world.
1: Right before the world changed in 2020, I had declared to another friend that I was going to shift my abundance, particularly like the patterns that I've recognized, uh, that I've experienced throughout my life. And somebody recommended that I do a free three-day thing. And I'm like, why not? That's within my budget. And I really was approaching abundance from a very masculine perspective where I'm like, I'm going to hire a different bookkeeper and I'm going to look at my reports every single month, which is extremely beneficial, every entrepreneur. But this was all about numerology, which wasn't even on my radar. And this woman, Megan Alton, who has taught me everything that I know so far about numerology she really spoke to me on so many levels and the more i dove into numerology the more i realized it was more of a remembering rather than a learning and so numerology i now know has been a part of me <laughs> in many lifetimes going back to like egypt and atlantis and lumerian and i've really use it now to understand the predictive patterns of energy that we all experience, like everything is a vibration, everything is a frequency. And with numerology, which is mathematical and scientific and been around for 22,000 years, it's a really great way for us to Mm -hmm. learn how to ride those waves. I do believe that we are all here on Earth School (laughs) to learn how to manage or manipulate or play with energy. And so numerology is one of those modalities that allows me to do so. And what's really cool is I use it to bring magic into people's businesses. So for anybody who, you know, wants to step into entrepreneurship or knows that they're a spiritual teacher or psychic or a healer, but they're not too sure about the business side of things, we can use numerology to really get clear on who they are, why they do what they do, the medicine, the gifts, like what they are really here to do to support and shift the collective consciousness and make a really big impact. And most importantly, who their soulmate clients are. So it doesn't have to be so... Oh so sticky, right? We hear of those people that are like, I just took a quantum leap," And I think, Nicole, you and I both know that that's
0: been like years and years and years of yes. working your ass off in order to get there. So, Oh my gosh, which I totally want to talk about because literally right before this, I posted about just that, about making leaps and timelines, but don't want to derail us. But yes, you're absolutely right. It is A ton of work and not even just the work in this lifetime, but other lifetimes in order for you to make those leaps for sure.
1: Yeah. So numerology does support us in collapsing timelines in in that sense where if I know exactly who I'm supposed to be working with and supporting with, it's easier for me to craft my content and offer specifically for them. And then before you know it, they're showing people are wanting to work with us out of nowhere and are just like, how can I give you my money? Like what does what does this look like? So In complete alignment, because we come from this powerful, this powerful knowing and this powerful wisdom and knowledge. Yeah,
0: and in your own words, a little bit of a crash course in numerology. What is it? So, for people that aren't familiar,
1: numerology is mathematical scientific modality that supports us in predicting energetic patterns, energetic patterns in our personal code, and in the universe as well. So. In some ways, I like describing it as sort of having a crystal ball. And I think that's because when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with any movie where somebody showed up and there was someone looking at a crystal ball and being able to predict the future I was in. And I do see this as having this ability to look into a crystal ball and maybe not predict exactly or specifically what's going to happen, but at least have an understanding. Of what's possible and what's potentially going to come our way so we can prepare for it and there are so many people that have experienced a massive amount of anxiety like anybody who is psychic sensitive or you know an empath or a highly sensitive person I'm speaking to you I know that there are times where we feel an extreme amount of anxiety because we're here like these little acupuncture points on the earth anchoring in these new frequencies and vibrations and energies and especially when it's new a lot of anxiety can come through because of that so there's this beauty in knowing what's possible and what's potentially coming our way And gives us that opportunity to prepare for it to reduce that anxiety. And in the reduction of the anxiety, we're able to anchor into our own higher vibrational frequencies that are our authentic energetic code and come from that powerful place and then manifest different realities from a much higher vibration and then also support the collective in anchoring in the new energies and the new frequencies as well.
0: I want to get into numerology in a second here as well as, you know, give us an example. But before we do that, when you said you re-remembered or you're remembering the numerology and the past lives, what was that like for you? How I don't want to speak on on your behalf because it's different for everybody, but what was that like? How do you know it was a re-remembering? Good question.
1: I had shown up in that three-day mini-series that was free with a self-limiting belief that i wasn't fully aware of that i wasn't good with numbers and there was a big aha moment within that week that i actually excelled at math in school by the time like even in kindergarten i was being sent to enrichment classes particularly about math i always had honors in math it wasn't until grade 11 math where they introduced science and math were they just started speaking a different language, and for myself and being immature <laughs> teenager, I was like, "When am I going to use this in my everyday life?" I was like, "Do I really need to know sign cos and tan? Like, what what careers need this?" And then I can tell you, I'm not going in that career, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. But I, because my grades dropped in grade 11 and 12, then I believed that I wasn't good with numbers, and that was on an unconscious level. And so it did contribute to my ability to create abundance and maintain abundance. Then when we really dove into playing with numbers and understanding the energy of each number, it came very quickly to me. And I also realized that my spiritual support team talks to me in numbers all the time. I see repeating patterns of numbers all the time 1111 is a very common one that many people speak of. Last night, driving around, I blurted out 777. And my partner's like, I'm trying to pay attention to traffic. Like, quit. I do this to him all the time, I'm like 888. And I'm like, it's a license plate, it's like an address. I also see 1023 and 711 a lot, which is my partner's birthday and his daughter's birthday. So we have different patterns that we will see that are significant and meaningful to us. So once once I dove into the curriculum it was it came very quickly and I was also I mean it's in my energetic code but I was also the first in that numerology cohort where I just started doing it like I just started immediately doing readings and before the course was even done I was full on doing numerology readings and accepting that that was a part of who I am now and it was a part of my business and there's there's no going back like now we're going to weave this in on so many different levels that it's just going to create so much magic. I always say like I love bringing the magical to the practical and that's exactly what it did. Yeah.
0: So it was very natural to you too. It just feels like it resonated. We always use that word resonate. Yes, it resonates with me and I think that is really to me the the best way of explaining when something quote unquote resonates. It feels natural, it feels like a part of you. It's that like you said, re-remembering. And you may not understand the how or the why just yet, but I always do believe in my heart that that is a way of the universe or our spirit team, whatever you want to call it, way to guide us and to keep us on the direction or the path that we need to be going in, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So can you give us an example of numerology and a simple example, I guess maybe birthdays or I'll defer to you on on what you kind of want to share, but what? how numerology kind of plays a part in those predictions. And, and also looking at the future. I don't want to say future, but it's really, it's forecasting a little bit, right? It is, yeah.
1: With our own personal energetic code, when you add up all the numbers of your birthday, your ruling number is a number that's 2 to 11. So when it comes to ruling numbers, Pythagoras didn't believe that we should be assigned a ruling number 1 because that, re- that represents God Goddess, us all that is oneness. And so we work with the numbers 2 to 11. So I'm born March 29th, 1978. When you add all of that up, I'm a ruling number 3. Because I'm born on the 29th, 2 plus 9 is 11. So my personal day number is 11, 2. And that means as a ruling number 3, whenever there is a 3 energy day, it's going to impact me. I was going to say differently than you, but you're a ruling number 3 as well. But it's going to impact me differently than, say, somebody who's a ruling
0: number 7. Right. Anyone else that's listening, that's not a three.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what's really cool is when 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 it was a, was a day energy three. So we have an energetic code, ruling number, personal day number, personal year, the season that we're in, which is the purpose. There's layers upon layers. There's an energetic grid. There's arrows of influence. What's really what I love about it, and I've done all these personality testings, like everyone under the sun, Nicole, like he used to work in corporate team building. And so been there, done that. And so many of them I resisted because you're putting us in a box that's that's very situational. It's like, well, I could be this if I was in this situation, but in a different situation, I could be something else. Whereas numerology, it's the essence of who you are. <laughs> it's your energy. You You literally chose, your soul chose to incarnate on that birth date in time to have that specific vibration and frequency for spiritual lessons and assignments for your own personal growth and evolution like that doesn't change. Then we go into deeper layers where there's day energy, there's the energy of the week, the energy of the month, the energy of the the year and the energy of the collective consciousness. So depending on our own energetic code, we are going to play and manipulate and experience energies very differently. So I remember when I started playing with day energy and I would map out how I behaved on each of those days and how I interacted with it and and what came through, like what coincidences came through. And when it was a three energy day, I was so excited. I'm like, yes, it's my time to shine. And I was knackered. Like every three energy day, I just wanted to nap. I didn't want to get out of bed. I was so sluggish. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be... Activating. I'm supposed to be creative. I'm supposed to be calling in abundance. And I was judgmental of it because that's also one of the gifts of a ruling number three is being judgmental and critical sometimes. And then I realized, oh, this is what's happening for me in order to anchor into higher levels of who it is that I am. So the energy of the three today is showing me that in order for me to shine, and be an authentic version of my energetic code, I had to rest more. I really need to slow down in order to speed up. And so then I started mapping that and mapping that in my business and in my life. And when it was a three energy day, I would block off those days and not have client calls. I would allow myself to sleep in as much as I wanted or go to bed as early as I wanted to. I made sure I had high vibrational foods, lots of water, And then within a couple of months, three energy days shifted for me. And they are days where I am creatively on fire. I do call in a lot of abundance. And, you know, not every single three energy day, but more so. So I'm able to map out the energies for myself and know when it's time to rest, when it's time to show up and speak my truth. Like every when we were booking our connections, there's always been like, it's been a divine timing of like when those days have been. And I'm like, oh good, it's on a Da, 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 energy day, and that's a good energy day for me. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. So
0: it sounds like it's definitely a tool for, and I know you already said this, but it's a tool for people to potentially use and then be, you know, self aware, have that level of awareness about when they could potentially push themselves or rest or whatever. And but in doing so, it then allows people to either, you know, energetically tap into what they need to in order to continue to grow and. Evolve.
1: Absolutely. When we look at people's, when I look at people's, you know, 12 month energetic forecast, they come to me and they'll say, I think that it's time to write the book. And we can look at what's coming through for them and say, yes. And this is exactly when you should be writing it. And this will be a beautiful, brilliant time to launch it. One of my clients that did write a book in the last couple of years, we worked with the energies of numerology to map out when her book launch events were going to be. So that way, it was high vibrational like she was playing with the the high vibes of that energy and it was a really great day to sell who it is That she is and her story and her message. And
0: we've seen that positive ripple effect because of it. It's really cool. I need to talk to you about that because I needed to know this before I wrote the book that I'm working on right now because it has been obstacle after that's a whole nother story for another day. But anyway, yeah. So now that's that's wonderful as far as you being able to. And by the way, thanks for crystallizing it too. Because I think sometimes when we look at these potential tools and resources and practitioners we can go to, it can get a little overwhelming. You know, like, which one do I go to? Do I do astrology? Do I do numerology? What is it, right? But this sounds practical in the sense that, like you, because you're in it and you're an expert, you can look at it at it maybe from a day-to-day perspective, whereas somebody that might just be diving in in the beginning may want to look at their birth date and how that is impacting them as a whole versus needing to understand the nitty-gritty into all of it, right?
1: The beauty of numerology is we've all been working with numbers since like our dawn of time, right? Like since we were so little, we've been playing with numbers. And so I've created a couple really interesting tools and resources for people in my community to use so they can quickly and easily understand it as well. It's one to nine and it's the manifestation cycle. So if you look at what a manifestation cycle is, it's like one is clarity is creating the vision, right? Two is connecting and the resources. And it goes up through the manifestation cycle. So just having that basic knowledge of what one to nine is creates so many possibilities for people. And it's so easy for them to understand. And I've dipped into other modalities as well. And I'm not knocking them like astrology is absolutely amazing. And I know a lot about it, not to a level expert level, but it's difficult. It's difficult because the language is different human design. It's a wonderful tool as well, but the language is difficult. And so it's like there's gatekeeping sometimes with the other modalities because you have to have an expert in order to access it and understand it. Whereas numerology and especially myself and the other numerologists that are in my community, we make it easily accessible for everybody to like understand those basics. And it is easy for people to understand, again, because we've, been, we've already been playing with numbers for so long.
0: Yeah, and you bring up a really good point as well is that when I was starting out, well, I said I was starting out cuz I started when I was really young, but as I started to understand more of the different modalities and methods, numerology was one where I read and I thought, "Oh, that seems simple. You add up the numbers and it equals this." Crystals was another thing because they were a physical tangible item. I didn't need to know all about the crystals themselves. I was able to kind of just see and interact with it. Oracle cards was another tarot I love, but is a little bit of a more of a level of Complexity, whereas the Oracle cards I felt was another tool, pendulums, right? So there, I think to your point, there are these kind of simpler or gateways in to things to help people understand their, where they are spiritually, but also like you said, if it resonates with you and or it just you, you seem to gravitate towards it, towards it more, there's probably a reason consciously, right. I do also want to before we get into the predictions and everything, when you mentioned energetic code, what is that to you and how have you experienced it? How would you define what that looks like?
1: Well, the energetic code is all of those pieces that I spoke of before, like the personal day number, the ruling number, the season that we're in. And there's another layer to it as well that takes us deeper, and that is understanding our sun card, for example, and that's hidden in a deck of cards. So myself, I'm a seven of clubs, which literally means I'm a spiritual teacher, and that is the work that I am here to do. My soulmate client code is a four of hearts. It's the woman who wants it all. She wants cosmic love and orgasms on the weekends, but she wants success in her business and to be interdependent. And that was really cool to understand as well. Like you brought up tarot. I didn't know that tarot was based on numerology and a deck of cards. So it's also why numerology, I believe, comes easily to me and to many people, because who's played with cards their whole lives? I know I was absolutely obsessed. Like, who wants to play crazy? It's go fish. If nobody did, I was playing solitaire. And so the energies are hidden within that deck of cards. So all of this supports us to understand that highest, most authentic version of ourselves. That's what the energetic code does. Like, who am I? And more importantly, the fuck am I here to do? <laughs> like, that's our big question. It's everybody's big question. Like, what is, what's my purpose? And, you know, what am I passionate about? Like, here's the things that I really like. And like, is this aligned with my purpose? And is that what I'm supposed to be doing? And numerology uncovers that for us. And it's not in a box. It's not limiting. There are many energetic layers within it. For us to understand these are, again, our spiritual assignments and these are our challenges. And this is what your patterns are going to be. This is the karma that you are here to release and to complete. We have two jobs on Earth School. To release karma, let it go, and to let go of fear. We do, we do those two things and we learn how to play with energy. We learn how to manipulate energy. I don't like the word manipulate but
0: It's really more transmute and shift it. Exactly. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. To, to change energy, to transmute it. I, li- I love that. And that's how we do so. So when we understand who it is that we are and our purpose and what we're here to do, we, we accept that energetic code. We accept that higher authentic version of ourselves. And when we step into that, we
0: access our inner authority. That's what we want. I love the way you said that. It was so eloquent. Yeah. When you said, so I've always said, because, you know, for years and years and years, I always asked, what is my purpose? Right? I did the same thing. And what the answer was that I received, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast, is to just be love, to be in that vibration or that frequency of love, which is really hard. But in order to do that, right, there's multiple other steps that you kind of need to go through, which is what you said, you know, karmic release or understanding at least what the karma, and I'm using air quotes here, means. And then fear, understanding that fear isn't part of us and it's actually external, but we are in our hearts and our energetic soul and being love. And so those two things are almost kind of like the the two steps before you can really get to the love, the v- frequency and the vibration. But then also there is a higher purpose as well. So if we, all we were, we're just love and in that state of frequency and vibration, I think we could say we were successful, but there are a lot of us who have that additional purpose or higher purpose. Are we here to be healers? Are we here to be in service to others? Are we here all, you know, X, Y, and Z. So if you're ever wondering, you know, and I, and I try and break that down in simple terms for people because it can be hard at times to say, well, if if you hear what your actual purpose is, it's like, well, that's a little bit you're fear, you're in fear mode or fear-based mentality or you're overwhelmed and you don't know how to get there. So it sounds like numerology also can kind of help give you that big picture, but also give you steps to maybe get to where you want to go eventually, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Let me break it down quickly just a little bit further. So here's something that will provide a lot of relief to many of us. Our purpose changes. It's not one purpose. We go through cycles. And so at certain times of your life, yes, this might be what you're meant to be doing. And then it changes as you grow and change. There is a specific energy of work that you are here to embody in doing so. So I use myself as an example of Seven of Clubs. And this was a breakdown to a breakthrough for me when I heard this. So it wasn't new information, hearing that I was a spiritual teacher, but it It cracked my heart open because I had to accept that I had been ignoring who I am and playing small and not showing up on my gifts and that I was in fear mode. I was afraid to be who it is that I am out of fear of not being liked and not being loved by other people. And there was also a fear, and I do believe that this one is justified. There's a fear that if I become who it is that I'm supposed to be, that I, that there wouldn't be enough, that I wouldn't be able to make enough, that I wouldn't have enough abundance, which is rooted in scarcity, which is rooted in fear. And so the more I have stepped into the idea of being someone who, I got a lot of wisdom, I have a lot of knowledge, and I'm here to share that with the world. The more I do that, I see that positive ripple effect in my life and in my business, like spill out to other people. But I also see now how, okay. so I'm a spiritual teacher right here, right now. My purpose is to release and let go of anyone and anything that is no longer in alignment with my values and my beliefs and the direction that I'm going. And that's hard. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That's hard. But that's my purpose. That is my purpose to be who it is that I am. And then also end, release, complete that karma, and it's going to shift and it's going to change and it's going to look different. And there's going to be times where it happens on a grand scale and then there's going to be times where it tones down. So 2020, 2021 was a a couple of years of a lot of releasing and letting go. (laughs) and relationships completing and you know, realizing that they've served their purpose and the soul contracts were completed. And because of that, I've watched a lot of amazing people, like King, for example, randomly come into my life. And these are people that are very much in aligned alignment with my values and who it is that I am and how I want to feel and and how they want to feel. And and it just makes sense. So it's it's created these beautiful portals of possibility for me and for everybody that's connected to me.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for that. And I also, it really resonates that you said that your purpose changes. Maybe the ultimate goal doesn't change, but where you are in a, in a moment of time and how, like you said, how you grow an experience, you're going to need to make those changes or shifts wherever you are in your life or wherever you are in that spiritual journey, which is why we always say it's a process. (laughs) There's always something for us to learn. And the other message I was receiving and getting downloaded, and I just want to make sure we say this before we move on, is we're not here to play small. We're really not, right? I mean earth has a waiting list to get here. We have all of these things. That's why it feels so hard at times, but we're not here to play small. And if you're still here, you still have a purpose and you still have things that you need to do. I just wanted to share that whether or not you like hearing it, it's the truth and it's where we're at. All right. So I would love to talk about the predictions, right? So what are some of the overarching themes for the year that numerology has in store for us? What can you share?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So it's a seven energy year.
0: So I'm biased
1: as a seven of clubs. I love the seven energy. It is a rebirth of spirituality, inviting us to have more fierce faith. So for context, the number seven is a spiritual badass on so many levels. So if anybody was to look up the number seven, the significance of it will just absolutely blow your mind. So think about it in religion, for example. There's like seven heavens, seven underworlds, seven days of creation. In the worlds, there's seven colors of a rainbow. There's seven musical notes. There's like seven seas and seven continents. In our body, there's seven layers of skin. The umbilical cord falls off on the seventh day. We store seven memories in our short term. There's there's just so much significance about the seven. The, the earth vibrates on 7.83 frequency. It's been dipping up for our own growth and evolution, but, you know, technically it's around 7.8. Pi cannot be divided by three, but all other numbers one to nine can be. So it literally defies the logic of math in which our reality was built upon. So therefore, if pi represents like the circle of life, the sevens outside of it and represents the divine power that resides within all of us. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps like thinking about it. So that, that that's why it's a spiritual badass.
0: I am too. I always I, I, always loved seven when I was a child and I didn't know why. You know, when people say, well, what's your favorite number? What's your favorite color? I said seven, 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 seven all day long and I had no idea. So that totally makes sense as well. Just it resonates with us on a soul level.
1: And I believe it's also why people really resonate with lucky sevens because of this spiritual badassery, because of this significance that it sits in our subconscious like we're not really oh yeah that's right like 7 days of the week and you know seven f- phone numbers like back in back in maybe my time there was still only seven digits in a phone number but there's so much significance and so that's where this rebirth of spirituality is coming through as one of the as one of the key themes for this universal 7 energy year and hallelujah so many of us we are ready for change, we are ready for a shift. We there are people who have been awake for a long time, and we're like, please wake more people up because we, we don't want to feel so alone.
0: We're yeah, I was gonna say we're tired of feeling alone, and we don't want to be looked at like we have three heads when we're talking about things. Like exactly, I am not
1: a wackadoo.
0: We all have these abilities.
1: You yours are just dormant and haven't been woken up yet. So a lot of people will wake up, which is really exciting. On the flip side of it, it also means that a lot of people are going to be running around like chickens with their heads cut off because they are going to see new truths and hear new truths to them that will be new. And they're going to be clucking around like chickens with their heads cut off because it's not anchored in and it's not embodied yet. So for me, like seven is really about fierce faith and it's about us strengthening our intuition. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities that will be presented to everybody this year that will test our intuitive abilities. Did you listen to your your gut instinct told you, like, "Mm, trust that person? But you did it and you, you said yes and did it anyways. There is an opportunity for many of us to access higher levels of heart consciousness because our intuition is rooted in the intelligence of the heart. It's our greatest resource and our greatest asset. So many people will be shown the patterns of low vibrational emotions that they've been experiencing, and that will be the invitation or the spiritual assignment for them to transmute. Right now, in particular, I do believe anger is going to be the one that comes through. Because of this spiritual awakening, there is truth speak that is rooted in this.
0: Ah, that was my post about rage.
1: (laughs) I know, I saw that, yeah.
0: So like I was talking about, I'm like, you know,
1: numerology came into my world. I'm like, this is truth, like you just know. So this is going to happen to us, but on a global scale in terms of energy and maybe now's the right time to use energetic manipulation. So as these truths come out, many people now are going to go, whoa, like that is truth. They are actually going to see it and feel it and hear it. And it's going to fucking piss people off. It's going to feel in a way like a cosmic bitch slap because the veil all of a sudden is going to be like, like, here it is. And people are going to be like, what? Like, are you kidding me? I've been lied to for this long? Like I have this power, I have this ability and you did this on purpose for control. You did this on purpose to maintain all the power. So that is going to evoke a lot of emotions. So along that theme and along those lines, as a seven, I do believe this year is about understanding our shadow side and embracing it rather than resisting it and recognizing that There's a really brilliant scene in one of the Star Wars where Rey is, like, trying to convince Luke to teach her to be a Jedi and all about the Force. And and he's like, no, absolutely not. And she goes into meditation and she sees the darkness and she goes towards it instead of what the Jedis have been taught. And Luke is like, don't do it. And she does it and she goes through that darkness, comes out the other side to the light and is like, boom, raises the ship up. And I'm like, no. So, like, this is a perfect example of like spiritual awakening and and understanding now. All of us get to understand now that it's not darkness is bad and lightness is good, that it just is, that it really just is.
0: It's what the saying that's coming to me is the only way out is through right, is, is the one thing. And then I love, love what you said about the light and the dark, because one can't exist without the other. And most people say, yeah, well, of course. I mean, if there's darkness, there's light, there's light, there's darkness. But there are so many practitioners and people out there that only talk about the one. You know, it's all love, it's all positivity, it's all rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. And don't worry about this. And I don't say that for people to be in fear, just like you said, it's more about misunderstanding that it's a part of us. It's, I mean, it's not a part of us as much as it's a balance to equal our energy and those experiences give us insight into the other. And so when we run from it or when we're in fear and we're not aware and understanding, then it can hold us back and in a lot of cases paralyze us because we don't know how that impacts us, right? When you say shadow side, for people that aren't you know familiar with that, can you explain a little bit about the shadow aspect and what that may mean let's talk about it from a numerology lens so anybody who's a ruling number seven
1: or somebody like myself who's seven of clubs like so let's look at that low vibration of seven it's indecisiveness it's procrastination it's hoarding wisdom <laughs> at not sharing it it's hiding it is being stuck in patterns it is sometimes not speaking the truth or the whole truth, it is the best way to say it. It can show up and, and betray and create scenarios and situations for others not to trust. So as a ruling number seven, seven of clubs or seven of hearts, seven diamonds, seven of spades, we really experience a lot of loss in our lives and go through a lot of grief So we are also invited at a very early age to to know what's truth and to know what's bullshit. And sometimes we do that by playing. We spew a lot of bullshit. So an example of that where, and I'm not saying I'm this terrible, awful, horrible person, but I was a really great tour guide. I was an amazing adventure tour guide. There's a lot of teeny tiny bits of info that you had to remember about the name of this mountain and the height of this mountain and the river. and. There are certain cultures around the world that they're just there to have fun and they want to dance. Brazilians love it. There was other cultures where like if there was a German on my bus, I'm like, oh, it's like I need to really get into the facts and the nitty gritty details. And they're like, how high is that mountain? And so I became a storyteller because of it. So I would create a story around the mountain and ignore the question of how high is the mountain because I couldn't remember the elevation height. So that's, that's an example of it. And so obviously on the very... You know, very very low side is like you know being untruthful, telling lies. Definitely was I was a teenager. You know, playing that game with mom, like oh yeah, I'm going to babysit. Here's the fake phone number, and then off I go to a party in the woods or around a campfire and dance. Right. So that's like the the shadow aspect of it. And so we accept that, we work with that, and then we get to learn how to transmute that into somebody that shares that knowledge and wisdom. That becomes decisive, like realize, like, I get to decide, like, this is part of what we're playing here. Like seven wants momentum, seven wants action, seven wants to move forward. And so if I'm being indecisive, what does that look like? We'll come back to my heart. The seven loves freedom and values it above all else. So, so many people this year in this universal seven energy year are going to really get a stronger understanding of what freedom means to them, what energetic sovereignty means to them, and step into higher levels of that. So getting clear on that and then playing with like, this is what freedom looks like for me. It's, it's taking risks. It's disrupting things. It's like shedding those layers, again, of things that no longer serve us and creating change and doing things differently and doing things differently that contribute to the collective consciousness that are for the highest good for all. Whereas, again, maybe on the on the low frequency of the seven, it could be, well, I'm just I'm doing this for my own personal gain and my own selfishness.
0: Well, it sounds like it's going to be a really exciting year. <laughs> and also that, you know, just to kind of paraphrase it a little bit too, the shadow self is understanding and accepting those parts of yourself that are all and not being in judgment. And through that, that is the way through because then you're able to elevate, you know, I don't necessarily like the raise the vibration piece, but elevating yourself to a point where you're Accepting of it. And through that, that gives you, like you said, the serving not just yourself, but others and that collective and that consciousness. This year,
1: we'll be invited to figure out also higher levels of energetic management and understand our energetic capacity as well. So, for those who have already been playing in the realms of like psychic abilities, they're going to get amped up. There's a lot of people who those gifts have been dormant for a long time. So, those are going to be awakened. There's energetic like overload that is happening on a cosmic level. And so that is also one of the themes for many of us this year is is figuring out how to how to set energetic boundaries, how to manage our own energy, understand on a deeper level what our energetic capacity actually is, and using that again as like a portal towards higher levels of freedom. So I use I use the intelligence of the heart as that filter for decisions. Does this person or situation align with freedom, for example? And sometimes the answer is, I don't know. I don't know. So I have to go and experience it in order to understand that. And, and that's what that's what helps us dial up our intuition. And then we're like, yes, this really does feel like freedom. This really, this conversation with Nicole, she is literally letting me be exactly who it is that I am and share my gifts. This is like what a what a beautiful gift of freedom and an expression of freedom for both of us. So that's a yes. And there will be many other opportunities that are presented to me this year where it's it's a no, absolutely not because it it feels different. And we're seeing. We'll see empires crumble because of it, especially people who have shown up in our realm that have not been authentic and are coming from that place of service to self rather than service to others. So I just want to put a plug out there, though, that we are all healers, everybody, and we are all here to be of service to humanity, every single one of us. But there are people who have not awakened to that yet. And so we'll see those empires crumble. We're already seeing that. Especially in the coaching industry, people are getting lambasted, people who are making false promises, people who are like, I've got this surprise for you. So give me a lot of money and I'm not going to promise you any results. But just look at my fancy dancy lifestyle and listen to my word salad of fancy, trendy words that I've put out there. And people are like, what? Like you're duping people. We're waking up to that not only in our realm, but on a global realm as well. You can feel that, I know you can.
0: Yeah, well, I can feel it. I also see it from a PR perspective, (laughs) right? And I don't want to take too much time up But just in simple terms or or to kind of condense it the way that content influencers are on Instagram. used to be just that. It was, here's my house. Here's how I've designed it. Here are the fancy appliances, the cars, the free jewelry people send me and the energy behind it. And also when people share that, and that might have been how they made their money in the past and they got free stuff. But the energy behind it is people are like, wait a second, how is that helping the greater good? Not even me, myself. Like, it's not envy. It's not, I want all of that. It's the fact that people are wondering, why am I quote unquote following you? Why am I starting to believe what you're selling me? Because you're not benefiting Myself as an individual, or the humanity in the collective, and so with that, that energy as well as shifting. What you were just saying, which I think is beautiful, we should all be getting to that point. And I'm happy to see those empires crumbling because that's not serving us as a greater good. That consumption,
1: no, we can't do business the way that we used to. That paradigm is now gone. It's 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 much different. One of the trends that we're going to see as entrepreneurs is many more contacts, many more connections. Before we get the yes, because people are building trust. They want to cultivate fierce faith that Anne-Marie is my person to do a numerology reading. And it's going to take a little bit longer to nurture those relationships. And I'm okay with that because I'm 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 really good at that. That's something that I've I've worked on. It hasn't always been this easy, but I've worked on it. And so people who are interested in that, you know, those the old school ways just aren't going to work anymore. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that.
0: That's a lot. So it's fine if we leave it at that. But.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, when I when I presented that to my community, I just saw this like immediate like, you're oh, telling me I have to do more. You know, I like, no, 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 no. I'm what I'm recommending is to stop playing so small.
0: I'm just recommending to go out there and do you. Be authentic. It's also do less, not more, because in the way the world has been built up until recently, it was, I have to be here. I have to do these things. I have to push out this much content. I need to do, 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 And it wasn't resonating. And you were kind of like just throwing jello at a wall and trying to get it to stick. And so then what ended up happening, it's like you got little pieces of it and it can be overwhelming. But in this case, what you're saying is just be yourself, lean into that truth, share the messages and the information that resonates. And then that trust comes, that community comes, you may have a quote unquote, smaller community, you know, versus you may have five people, but those five people are going to be dedicated and engaged and helping you and vice versa. And then through that, they impact and influence other people. And that's how community consciousness and spiritual evolution evolves. It's not you having to do more and reach more masses. However, it's about the intention, the focus about it. Cause that was something where I, when I got the message, do less, not more, I didn't understand it. <laughs> Cause you know, type A, your bio. Well, how do I get to where I want to go if I, if I'm not
1: doing more? Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, you understand that. And people listening who are type A also understand that. And if you're like, wait a second, is that me? Yes, it probably is you. All right. Well, let's talk about the spring. So we talked about the year as a whole. And it sounds like there are some big shifts coming in in amazing ways. Uh, For people that are sort of there, that is a good thing because you're going to just start to see more of it for people that are just quote unquote waking up. Just understand that it's going to be a process and uh, just be kind to yourself when that happens. And understanding what that looks like for you. It's going to be a little bit different when the veil's lifted, right? But it'll be amazing. You'll get there, we promise you. And then for spring, what are the things that we're kind of already seeing or, or about to see as we continue to go through the season?
1: If you are sensitive to energy, you have felt this already where there's a shift. So happy energetic new year, everybody. This literally is the new year, not in January. I am biased. I love March because I'm born in March, uh, but I do really love the energy of this month, this year, because it's a one energy month. So it's cosmically aligned to spring, which is also a rebirth, right? Planting of seeds, starting over again. I I didn't know if I felt like March was was my new year because that's when I was born. But I realize now that the answer is yes. But it's also because It literally is the real new year. Spring is the real new year.
0: Well, and you know, when you were talking what I was getting visually too is the 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 frequency chart, right? Where you have the the quote unquote lower vibrations and emotions, sadness, anger, all of that. And then it moves into the passion, the love, all of that. And so it's literally, it's a beautiful message that we start with one emotion or one experience or a series of emotions and experiences as we transmute we heal that and we're elevated or going into a different state of vibration and frequency that is what we want to be at as these beings as these spiritual beings
1: exactly hallmark doesn't like this but it's it's legit so the the this month for anybody who feels that guilt or shame because they haven't reflected on 2022 or they haven't set some new goals for the year, you are you were right on time and you are very much aligned with when it is meant to happen, which is now taking the opportunity to look back this month in particular at what just wasn't in alignment and what wasn't serving you and particularly again, those lower frequencies, those lower vibrational emotions. So we talked about anger, for example, this month is really looking at like what's created some rage (laughs) and anger and really pissed you off. And do you actually want to bring that with you in 2023? And if not, what does it look like to transmute that? And I always believe that we have two pathways. We can choose to process it and that you know, could be going to therapy and journaling and meditating and prayer. There's a lot of things we can do to process it. We have this opportunity to, to to give it up, give it up to our spiritual support team, give it up to the universe. Like God got us all that is days. Our, our team is always wanting us to ask for help. And now's the time to say, you know what, I've done a lot of work. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of tired. And I want to move in another direction. And and you're telling me that you're here to help. And so I'm asking for this. Can you support me in transmuting this? What does this look like? What would you have me say? What would you have me do in order to transmute this anger? So this month is really an opportunity for us to get clear, to create that vision for our future, to set some new goals with soul, because it's literally at the beginning of the manifestation cycle. This is a potent and powerful time for portals of possibility. And if you energetically feel like they're not happening as fast enough as you would like, then I invite you to look at what still needs to be released and let go of, like what needs to die. Our dreams are going to get amplified this month. And so sleep hygiene, wake up without an alarm clock as much as possible. That crown eye, third eye, the clairvoyance, claircognizant will be amplified The truth speak is going to start. So working on a throat chakra as well at this time. We're also going to start to see the patterns. If we, you know, when Nicole and I were talking about this previously, if you're like, I was out in outer space and you had no idea what we're talking about, just have that fierce faith again, like just take a deep breath, have fierce faith, like It will be revealed. And now is going to be one of those times where it's going to start to happen for you. We have that full moon. I don't know when this is going to air, but we have the full moon on March 7th, which is going to really be that powerful time that's going to shed light on the patterns and reveal what's not in alignment to let go of. So pay attention to that. On the 20th and 21st, we have the equinox and the new moon. So I freaking love it because it's activation energy. So set the goals, set the intentions. Or at least start to play in that realm of possibility of like, what they what are they like? Do you want to launch that book? Do you want to start the podcast? Do you want to start doing group coaching instead of one to one coaching? Do you want to end your relationship? Do you want to call in cosmic love? Is this the time where you know, you really want to, to be somebody that chooses nourishing foods? that are really going to support you, whatever that is, that's the time to do it. This will also possibly be the time. No, not possibly. My spiritual support team was like, no, not possibly. It's going to happen. Just believe, have that fierce faith, trust in it. There's going to be a fall in leadership around that time. As it speaks to us on an individual level, it's really like there's a change in community that's happening. The leadership is about unity is the only way forward. So when you look at your own personal style of heart-centered leadership, there's a change that's happening. So when you're looking at your goals with soul, you know, what does that look like? Are you a leader that has been really quiet for a long time? Now it's time for you to start speaking up, for example, right? And what are the choices that you can make in terms of the way that you lead that are going to create stronger foundations for sustainability? So in my world, that is always get clear on the compass of your heart know how it is that you want to feel, how you want your family and friends to feel, how you want your clients to feel, the community and the world, and know the values that you want to embody and come from this powerful place with every project, with every email, with every Instagram live that you do come from that powerful place as that shift in leadership. Uh, When, because it's a one energy month, any one energy day, there's like amplification portals. So those are on March 9th, 18th, 27th are the one energy portals and March 6th, 15th and 24th are the seven energy portals. So March feels really good. It's like a rocket ship. I had a visualization on the first. There was two visualizations. One was because we're going Pisces to Aries. So Pisces is very emotional, very watery. And so that's also why the message of like transmute your anger came through. And uh, the mermaids in the bathtub But She's having a glass of wine because she wants to be wet top to bottom. And then when we shift to Aries, instead of the mermaid getting out of the tub, she just calls all her Aries friends to bring more wine and they all get in the tub together. So there is this, you know, if you've been feeling alone, if you have been feeling isolated, if you feel like, you know, you're the you're the only one in this, you're not alone. Like that's going to change. And that Aries passion is going to show up and it's going to be, it's going to be a party. It's going to be great. And that Aries energy. So anger transmuted moves into passion. Passion is where that the action comes in to actually change something. And what's beautiful about this transmutation, when we step into passion and we actually care enough to do something about it, we
0: elevate it to compassion. And that feels that feels so good for this year right when i started to see it was so it was so magnificent and I, you know i try not to be on social media too much but i go when my when i'm feeling led and my guides and angels are saying go here or whatever and i'm wondering why am i consuming certain content and i started to see from different practitioners different things that they were posting about timeline shifts and jumps quantum leaps portals, all of this. And I started and it was like breadcrumbs. My guides and angels were like, here's this and here's this and here's this. And I was like, oh, and then that's why we're feeling this. And then you talking about numerology and how it's all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together, y'all. And that's what makes it so amazing, especially when all of us have been in it for so long and feeling like alone that everyone else is coming to the party. It's great.
1: I don't want to speak to the astrology because, again, it's not my area of expertise, but we'll just say that we planets are shifting. And in big ways that I had to explain that is, is we've been walking around like dragging this parachute in mud for so long and it's been so heavy and so hard and so slow. And then this little beautiful body of water shows up and we go into that body of water because we're sweaty because we've been doing hard work. We bring our parachute into there and we get replenished and there's a sense of renewal. And we come out the other side of that little body of water into this beautiful meadow and rest for a bit and just gaze at the clouds and watch them go by and maybe gaze at the stars at night. And then the next day, Mama Earth goes and blows a big gust of wind and catches our parachute. And we're like, whoa, and it's like, off we go. So it's like that, it's bolt of lightning energy. And that's that seven that's going to be coupled with with the one that, again, can feel like a cosmic slap, or it can feel like, holy like and skyrocket us into a, a whole nother level. So I've made fun of people talking about quantum leaps in the past because it's not always... Rooted in truth. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, this is actually when the quantum leaps are going to happen. This is really when the quantum leaps are going to happen. And I, and I I don't make fun of qu- quantum leaps. I, I really can. I have a great <laughs> detector. So when people talk about quantum leaps and they actually have an
0: experience that I'm like, OK, you're not. I'm, I'm on to you. Anyways. I'm hearing empowerment, people being able to work through that, then become empowered in a lot of ways, whereas before they may just have been taking it. But this is a way for them to shift not just their own experiences and vibrations, but other people. And then as a result, coming out, going through that, there's that message again, going through the only way out is through. So March and April. I love it. And April is going to be that time
1: where it is about conscious community and collaborations and connections. That's what, that's where the abundance is going to come in when we start to, to rally and we start, you know, to really, really own that unity is the way forward. And that's what, that is what's going to generate abundance for us. April is a time as well to be mindful of conflict. That's when the mirrors will show us where we've been black and white thinking and, and the dichotomous world that we live in is going to be amplified for for all of us who want to remind us this is happening for us, not to us, for us. And these potential invitations to step into conflict are a spiritual assignment, again, to come back into our heart and like, is this aligned? Like, you know, this is an old pattern. This person baits me all the time and I take it and then I go into this and then I feel like Crap. And so how do I stop that? How do I step into higher levels of, of heart-centered leadership and, you know, show up as a collaborator, show up as the creator of my life, show up as a true heart-centered leader that does challenge things, but does so with love and kindness and compassion and understanding and and really holds space for us to have big conversations and for us to really feel what it's like to be in another person's shoes and to see things from different perspectives. So April's going to create a lot of opportunities for us to do that. So it's not it's not a bad thing. It's it's a really great thing for our growths. And calling in the resources too, like that's when we're gonna start to realize like, oh, I've been thinking that I have to do this alone or go it alone or operate in my silo. And that's not going to work anymore. Again, that's the old paradigm that's that's shifting. It's not going to work anymore. So April will be a, a chance to really look at the resources that we want to call in in order to make that vision happen that we've created in March. And then May will be that chance to activate it to much higher levels. May will be a time that we find creative solutions to old problems. And it's going to be creativity that connects us to the abundance in in May.
0: I'm actually excited. Thank hallelujah. (laughs) Thank God. Thank universe. Thank Spirit because whoo, it's been a tough few years for people.
1: It has been. And I mean, the truth of it is if people are at the beginning of their journey, it's it might feel like a really rough goal for them. That's where we come in. The light workers, the healers, the coaches, the empaths, the highly sensitives the intuitives those of us who have been doing this work for a long time it's it's our time to shine and to support them going through that because we've been there we've done that we've had those experiences we know what it is that we know and and it it comes from an embodiment of these experiences and we've anchored into those higher frequencies and we keep doing so as the cosmic downloads and the divine heart sparks keep coming we are invited to rise and shine, to share that wisdom, to share our insights, to teach other people what it is that we know, and to support them to realize that suffering is a choice. Events are going to happen that we have no control over all the time. But how we react to it is what is going to determine our outcomes, whether they're positive or negative right, to bring it back to our dichotomous world. If we want positive outcomes, it is about choosing to react from a higher level of frequency to create those positive outcomes.
0: And the other message I was getting is because you mentioned practitioners, light workers, and stuff, but also it's such a beautiful world or state of the world right now that we're in because now there are more people, friends, family members that may, I don't want to say weren't open before, but might not have been quite as open. So even if it's not a professional per se, the fact is, is that there are more people out there than ever before that are open to having and wanting to have the conversations and that sense of community. So you also get support, at least this is what my guides angels are saying, are from your actual community around you, as well as your spiritual community. And it's just been expanded in such an an amazing way for people too. Our spiritual support teams are going to show up now
1: more than ever. So pay attention and even have that connection with them and tell them what you want your signs to look like. And when the signs show up, don't ask for sign of your signs. I'm always telling this, but I go, can you just send me a sign of your sh- sign? Like, I know I said send me feathers and you just like sent me 30, but is that really coming from it? You know, it's like, no, 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 no. It's again, that the the rebirth of spirituality is coming through based on a cultivation of higher levels of fierce, fierce faith and trust. And so trust that, like trust the team that you have chosen to work with, onboard new people on your team if you need to. I know for myself, uh, I'm about to onboard Mary Magdalene on a much higher level. I declared this and then I was like, does Mary even want to be on my team? Like, how do I connect with her? Like, what would her job description be like? And then two days later, somebody that was a new client of mine said, I'm getting my certification in Mary Magdalene sessions and I have one more spot available for my practice to get certified. Do you want the spot? I'm like, what? I'm like, so I I told her, you know, the story and she's like, well, it's just meant to be, isn't it? And that's, that's a sign that, yes, Mary wants to be on my team. And we're going to work on the job description and we're going to work on, you know, what our what our roles are and how we're going to communicate with each other. So expand those those spiritual support teams that you have. If there's somebody who's past that you love, you know, create that connection with them and and ask them if if there's something in particular that they want to guide you through this year or or just say, I think I'm going to go through a lot this year. I heard this numerologist forecast and I might. Lose a lot of things and some, you know, I'm going to get betrayed and my trust is going to get broken and and that's going to be difficult for me to navigate and I would like some help. And so would you be willing to to be a part of that and support me in that?
0: I love it. Not the hardships, but the fact that we have that we have our spiritual team, we have our key that things are shifting in these magnificent ways. and. You know it's all coming together, and you know these synchronicities, oh okay, so we've talked about a lot. Anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to cover in our final moments?
1: No, I think that I just would really love to reiterate that this year you get to decide. you really get to decide and choose your path. and you also get to remember that that all of this is It's happening for you in Earth school. You came here, you chose to be at Earth school, and everyone else in the cosmos looks up to you on Earth school because it is hard, it is a low frequency, it's so dense. And everything that we do here has a positive ripple effect into the entire universe. So when I'm saying this, don't allow this to feel heavy. Yeah, it's a responsibility, but you you've got this. There are so many people that are there that are wanting to support and help you go through this and you don't have to suffer for, through it. You really don't. That there's many opportunities to to have spiritual awakenings to have opportunities for growth and expansion and to step into higher levels of initiation and these portals of possibilities in ways that don't feel so freaking crunchy. We can do that. We do not have to suffer. And I believe the reason why I'm emphasizing this message is because it's a reminder for myself as well. It really is. As a seven, all of that loss that I experienced, it was very hard. And I suffered a lot when i was younger and i felt like i was constantly in trauma and that trauma was going to keep showing up but now i realize that these are part of my karmic patterns to be completed and these are some of my soul contracts and and it's not always going to be this way it will not always be this way that this is a period of time by design for all of our for all of our growth and evolution so embrace it.
0: Uh yes, absolutely amen, amen. And also we you wouldn't be here if you didn't have this. <laughs> Right. If, if I mean, the whole reason that you are is because of that. And I just think that that's such a beautiful message to kind of end and share with everyone that we have this. The other thing is I made this decision this lifetime. I mean, there was a point where I was suffering a lot as well. And I said, you know what? I am so tired of this. What do and what can I do to break all of the karma and just boomerang myself? Or I was like, I'm sick of the suffering and the victimization and the experiences I'm, that I'm having. And I'm not saying it changed overnight. But that moment that I made that decision and decided was when my life and my energy shifted as a result. So, if we are saying and we're saying here that 2023 is the year you get to decide, what are those decisions as far as empowering yourself and showing up for yourself? Because when you do that, then that's when you change and your life just explodes in more meaningful ways.
1: Have that clarity, connect with the beliefs, those higher levels of beliefs, the values, get really. Clear on your emotional intentions and then take inspired action from that place. And in that order, it is clarity, beliefs, values, emotional intentions. Like those are the foundational pieces before the inspired action. And that's that's where the big energetic shifts Happen. Well, how can people reach you, Anne Marie? My website is annemariemackenzie.com. I love to play on Instagram, which is annemariemackenzie 13 Hopefully, you'll put it in the show notes because there's multiple ways to misspell my name. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But I, I do really love playing on Instagram. And I, I have a conscious business leaders group on Facebook that we have a lot of really great conscious conversations. So I'd love to see anybody in, in those spaces. I will share with Nicole as well. There's the 2023 Energy forecast. I have a link and and it's free. And then I also created an ebook that goes with that. So it has the full year overview and it also has detailed energetic forecast every month, along with aligning thoughts, a heart-centered ritual, an essential oil to play with, some soulful inquiry questions to really help you calibrate to that energy and just remind you: like, here's the low vibration, here's the higher vibration, and how can you go play? within those frequencies for that month and just really contribute to the collective consciousness for that big impact that I know that we all want to make
0: love it well thank you again so much and I will definitely include that in the show notes and yes please be careful on Instagram in particular by following accounts or if accounts automatically follow you they're not us (laughs) there's a lot of imposters out there this is just your additional PSA because I've mentioned it on other episodes but thank you again so much Anne-Marie for being on I love our conversations every time Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at apsychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a when you do because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.